This week, we're going to be talking about growing up in a Desi household, how strict my parents were on my siblings and I, and the impact my childhood had on my adulthood. Be sure to stick around till the end so you can hear your questions be answered by us. Let's get into it, Half Past Crew. <sighs> Welcome to Half Past Jaw. Guys, I'm so excited. We officially have our dream setup. If you don't have the video on, you probably should. Yeah, Because I mean, this is nuts. And if you're just listening to audio, please tell me you can hear a difference. Because if you don't hear a difference... Then we wasted we, a lot of money. We just spent a lot of money for no reason. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, hello. And I just wanted to welcome you back to Half Past Cha. We drink cha while we spill it. And we're your hosts. My name is Ketu. I'm Hallie. And we're an interracial married couple... I'm Indian. She's white. We're just ready to talk about our lives and what we've done. There's a lot of experiences we've had, and we want you guys to share those experiences with us. And that's why we want you to go to www.halfpastshot.com to share your stories. Yes. And we release new podcast episodes every single Monday, weekly at 7 a.m. So if you're new here, please subscribe and turn on our post notifications because we don't want you to miss out on new videos from us. Like Kate said, make sure you stick to the end for questions of the week. So settle and get cozy and grab your cha. Hallie, I'm so excited to talk about this very important topic that uh, a lot of us Desis go through, and um, I just want you to know that Hallie has prepared a very good questionnaire for me, and I'm, I'm excited. I want it to relate to everybody that is watching, and uh, please leave a comment on if it relates to you and if you've had these similar experiences, because then it makes me feel like I'm not the only person in the world, okay? And we need that in our lives. Yeah, well, I feel like, I mean, from a lot of our Indian friends, I think that this will be very relevant because we have talked to them about a lot of these topics that we're going to be discussing today. Um, being, you know, in childhood, in adulthood, how this has affected people, whatever. Um, a lot of this is relevant stuff. And I feel like, you know, there are so many people that we know that we know personally that are watching that can relate to this. So so before we talk about everything, we do want to give a few personal updates. So, so Katu, what have we been up to? What's going on? This weekend was Thanksgiving and Black Friday, which it wasn't really Black Friday because nothing was on sale, okay? Everything we bought was completely regular price, but at least we have an official podcast setup. The only thing that's missing right now is probably like an actual like setup setup. Like we're still using the dining room table to do all this stuff. Um, Insert picture here. This is what it looks like. And it's so, we just need to figure out a way to get it all in a studio setting. Yeah, so like you said, Thanksgiving was this past few days ago. Actually, this is a Saturday when we record, typically our podcast days. Um, and yeah, we've been, you know, celebrating with the fam, eating some good food, having a good time, being thankful, being real grateful, all those things. Um, and yeah, we got so much of our new stuff that we we put in a huge Amazon order recently. All the stuff was delivered. We got most of it yesterday, and we've just been in awe ever since then because all of this came in, and we're like, oh my gosh, we are officially official now. We've been doing this podcast for almost a year, and here we are. All thanks to you. I just want you to know that we aren't really making any money on this, so um, to be able to make this investment makes me feel like that this is actually benefiting everybody. This podcast is enjoyable to watch. It's something that if I were to watch this, I would want to watch it, okay? So we're not just doing this for any kind of monetary reason. We really do enjoy engaging with our community of people that we've built up so far. I think it's been amazing. It's been amazing for us. We hope it's been amazing for you. We've just had the absolute best time, um, you know, basically being able to talk uh, for fun 
and we have a great time doing this. We have fun with each other. We have fun with our community and them hearing everything and being able to communicate to us their thoughts on the episodes. We love hearing that you guys love the episodes. Like that is the best thing. It makes us feel so good, feel like we can keep going, feel like we can keep doing this week after week because we're not getting paid to do it. No, I'm just kidding. We're not, but we have fun doing it. So that's the point. <laughs> on, on another note, uh, we've been trying to grow our other social media channels and I have been kind of stagnant on my TikTok, but Hallie's TikTok, everybody, has Ooh. been blowing up. She is now an official TikTok dancer. So who tell us would a have bit about thought? That. Literally, okay. Who would have thought? If I would have known a year ago that all I had to do to get popular on TikTok was da- mainly dance to Bollywood songs with you. I had no idea. I would have done that. I would have gone balls to the wall with that a year ago or even longer ago. I mean, when I first really started getting into making TikToks, we actually have to make one today um, because it's been two days since I posted the last one. And currently, the dance to Wanna Be My Chum Chalo, that one. <laughs> yeah. Let's you know it. what it's at? What? It's over a million. Over a million, everybody. Thanks for watching that. And that is Thank amazing. You. Yeah, that's I, I amazing. It, it blows my mind. I remember when it first started going viral. Like, like, okay, so I posted it like an hour later. It was already at like two thousand. I was like, oh my gosh! And then like another hour later, ten thousand. Went to sleep, woke up two hundred thousand. That's actually crazy. Was not expecting that. I can just tell you right now. I had no idea because I've done Indian TikToks before, like of outfits and garba and like other things. They've never popped off like that one did. Yeah. So, anyways, go follow Hallie's TikTok. It Hallie, should be Hallie Patel, Hallie G Patel. Hallie it's Patel. somewhere. Just yeah. type in Hallie. Just go ahead and follow her. She's making dance TikTok. She's making me dance. So that itself is worth watching. Okay. Um, yeah. But I want to talk about the progression of your dancing. That yeah. has gotten so much better in I the last think, few. I think I am better at it. So that's a good. That's a good thing. You just got to put your whole. You just got to put your whole everything and yeah. do it. <laughs> I'm not very fluid, but I'm getting a little more loose, you know? I'm getting more loose. You are. Once you start to get passionate and really feel the music deep in your soul, then I feel like, you know, you, once you connect with the music, and especially songs that you grew up listening to, you're like, oh, yeah, I, I feel this, you know? And you feel it. You feel it in your soul. And then you really start to go all out to it. And then that's what the people want. They want more passion, more passion, more energy, more energy. <laughs> all right. Well, now those are our updates. We're going to go into the actual topic <laughs> that you clicked this video for, which is my childhood and my adulthood and how my parents are amazing and so loving and I love them so much. What is going on? What is going on? I really <laughs> hope they watch this. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> So, um, yeah, let's get into it, Allie. So I really just kind of want to paint the picture of young little baby Suku, (laughs) as you're so so lovingly called. So Suku is my nickname for people who don't know me. Uh, It's, you know, in India, a lot of people just add a U, like cut your middle, cut your name in half and add a U. So like, um, for example, my, one of my sister's name is Mayuri. We called her Mayu. And so um, like my mom, we called her. Like there's everybody just adds a U at the end of their name and that's like your nickname pretty much. So mine was Suku for Suketu. Yeah. So like everybody in your family is called that. Like it's shortened. Like we were just talking last night about your mom because you, your mom has grandchildren. They call her, because your mom's name is Kalpana. So they call her Kapuba. Yeah. So that's. Did I say that right? Yeah, oh. exactly. Going into that. <laughs> 
Suku. Um, okay. How old were you when you first moved from India to Indiana? I know we've covered this in a previous episode where we did like a deep dive of you, but this just will help paint the picture. If you haven't seen that podcast episode, this is going a little bit more into your childhood and we're going to talk a lot about different things. So how old were you when you moved here? I was three and a half years old. Um, we moved here in like 2000. So you're just so, a baby. Very small. Didn't know much. I don't remember <laughs> anything besides... Uh, when we were landing in America, the first thing I asked my parents was, where are we going to get our milk from? Because you had cows in India. Because we had cows in India, so we just got our milk from the cows. And I was like, we're not bringing our cows with us, so what are we going to do about that? That would be a real concern. It's a big concern of mine. Especially because you, I mean, how, like roughly I, how many ounces of milk did you consume I don't day? know how many ounces, but I drink milk like three times a day. Yeah, so. okay, so that's a lot. You drink like three, you drink a ton of milk a day, so I can see how that would be. Like as a child, you know, you don't really fully understand yet everything that's happening as you're leaving your home country and moving somewhere completely different. I mean, you're just three, three and a half. Like you don't know. You're not socially yeah. conscious yet. You're not socially aware of what's going on as you were the baby of the family. So your sisters and obviously your parents were much older than you. I don't remember much, but my, my sisters definitely do. You guys are moving here. The six of you moving here. Did you have family that already lived in Indiana? I had uh, an aunt that was living here and that they helped us a lot to be able to get settled in. They let us stay in a room that they had available and we got settled in in about a month so we got that room for a month and then we moved into an apartment and then we stayed in that apartment for like five years which i know i already know the answer to this or i'm already speaking about it because we've obviously if we're married i know everything about you but fun fact um those apartments that you lived in were quite old my yeah. dad grew up in those apartments isn't that kind of crazy guys and like, then finding out that you lived there i was like no way so him and my dad always talk about that that's nuts. The fact that that's like a full circle thing. That is nuts. It is. It's really interesting. So, okay, going back to that, you lived with your aunt for a few months and then you found an apartment. What was that like? The six of you coming into your own place, obviously an apartment's very different from your beautiful home in India in a village. What was that like? If you remember anything about that when you were so little? I don't think it was like, I don't think that's what we were thinking about. I think we were just existing i don't know how to explain it besides the fact i mean well we it was a very small apartment um two of my sisters slept in one room and then one sister slept in another room and then my parents and i slept in the master bedroom and so that was kind of how it was set up and it was very small space but we didn't think it was small i don't think we thought it was small it was just very cold we got here yeah. in october oh that so was the beginning of fall it was very cold. I remember it being very cold. That's all about. That's about it. I don't remember um, anything probably up until two thousand three. Okay, so, so you were like six. So I was like five and oh. five or six. And yeah. during that, like the first thing I remember is my sister getting a computer because she was going into college. So she was getting like a big computer, um, like, like the big desktop, the big that... desktop computer. It's called e machine. If you remember e machines. Oh my gosh. Um, but. Yeah, that was the first, like, that's the first memory I have so super clear in my head. The very first memory you have at all? Like, in terms of coming to America. Oh, Like, oh, I don't okay. remember much besides the, the whole cow thing, and then, um, <laughs> and then it just kind of skips forward <laughs> up until 2003 <laughs> when my sister was going to college, and that's when I remember okay. the big computer. I was really into technology, everybody, so when a computer came into the picture, it kind of 
sparked my memory a little bit. Oh, yeah. You remembered that for sure. Okay, so going back a little bit to when you first came here, what was the main reason that your parents wanted to move their four children here? Just like every other reason. I mean, every every other person who moves to America, it's the same reason, education. I feel like every, people in Amer- people move to America for a better life, but it's mainly a better education to have a better life. And so my parents wanted us to have the best education, even though I think that people in India are 10 times better than us in math. Um I guess the overall education system here gets you better opportunities. In India, you can get a really good education. There might just not be enough opportunity um, after you get that education. So like in America, you just have that opportunity to be a business owner. You could be an engineer, doctor, and, and, and be successful in those, um, in those avenues that you go towards. Talk a little bit about your dad's experience with school and he mainly owned land in India. So like, how would that have been different for you if you would have stayed living in India? Dude, my dad was a G. All right? he, <laughs> oh, was yes, like, he, was. he was like the top dog. And so he never even graduated high school. He skipped all of fourth grade. And so he never went to fourth grade. Instead, he went to movies every day. Um, he just didn't like school. He was not into it. And his dad didn't care because his dad owned a lot of land. So I think he had a, he didn't have like that push when he was growing up to go get a good education because at the end of the day, his dad was just going to give him the land. So mm-hmm. there wasn't, he, he, he had that plan. So like education wasn't top of mind. And so when he was growing up, he kind of just blew off a lot of things. And then when he, in India, to go to the next grade, you have to take a final and his last final, uh, he never passed it. He never retook it. So he, he didn't never graduated high school. He never graduated high school. I don't think I knew that. Yeah. So did he really care? Like he, you were saying, like the main reason is education to move here. But did your dad really enforce a really good education on you growing up, or like was he really strict about that? Yeah. Are you kidding me? I, he never like enforced it. Like he wasn't like you got to have straight A's. Give me your, give me your report card. Let me see your grades. I think. He enforced it in a way like, you're, are you doing your homework? Are you going, like, are you ready for school? Like, do you have all your homework done? Like, he, he just made sure, like, and that implied that it, was I doing well in school? Am I doing well in school? And I think that's where that's, that pressure kind of got put on. But that was it. It wasn't like he was checking my grades every day. My parents did that sometimes. They didn't check them every day, but I remember my dad would check my grades and he'd be like, oh, what's this? Why did you get, why do you have a B? Huh? I mean, and I was I, like, I did not apply myself in school at all. I know that. Mm-hmm. And my, I've told my parents that we talk about it all the time because my dad would laugh at this. But I always say, you know, I wish I would have applied myself more in high school, middle school, whatever, because I'm actually pretty smart. And I mainly just focused on being social, having fun and all those sorts of things. Um, and that was definitely a difference that you and I had is I just kind of had fun in school. And my parents, obviously, they did care about education. But I don't know. They just wanted me to do the best that I could. That was that was good enough for me, for them, for everybody. So how was that different for you? I think it was it was the same in a way. Like my parents were working a lot. So like my mom worked during the day and my, my dad worked during the night. So I wouldn't really see my parents too much besides like I would go to school. I'd do my homework, go to school, do my homework, go to school, do my homework. Mm. Like I didn't really do much besides that. 
Did you do anything outside of that, like ever? Not really. Um, <laughs> we had, I mean, I had friends outside, like the neighborhood friends. We'd play basketball, football, and that stuff was normal. But I never went outside unless I was done with my homework. Like that was a that was a law. That was like, just a in rule. the house. Yeah, you're not allowed outside unless you're done with your homework. So some days I was I would not go outside because I couldn't finish my homework <laughs> in time. Really? Yeah, it was too dark, so I couldn't go outside. Were you not, you just weren't like allowed to leave the house or you just didn't want to? Like your parents really said, no, don't leave. Like you're not allowed to do anything unless you finish your homework first, number one. See, I wish I remembered that because I feel like I forced that on myself. But at the same time, I think my parents ingrained it in my head that they didn't have to enforce it because at the end of the day, I would enforce it on myself anyways because they had already done the job of scaring me to death. Well, yeah, I was going to say, I feel like if they scared you enough, they don't have to repeatedly be like, do your homework, do your homework, do your homework, because it's just there. Would you say that that's a very common mentality in Indian households? I think they just really want fear. Indian households will instill fear in you to just get you to work harder. That's about it. Like to push you, just be better. I think to push and to gain your full potential. I think they do... I I think there's a good and a bad to it. I think it causes trauma when you get older. But I think in the time being, they're really good at making you do your best. I can see that. I mean, I can see how it would come from a good place. I mean, I get where it's coming from. I understand what they did was out of a good heart and they love me. But man, oh man, I was scared of my parents up until I got married. Yeah, I know you were. That's kind of puts into perspective like how we feel when you are living in under their house and under their roof they're pushing you to your limit they do it for a good reason but they do push you to your limit well yeah i mean i i understand that because i mean i'm not gonna say i was about to say it's the same thing with my parents not the same thing at all same general concept of you're living in your parents house you need to respect them you need to follow their rules you need to do what they tell you to do and respect the advice and opinions that they have for you. But my parents, obviously it was a very different situation for me because I I was already born here. Right. So it's not like my parents sacrificed a life that they had somewhere else to bring me here. Like they were born here. I was born here. My brother was born here. So it's not like there was pressure. Yeah. That's the word I'm trying to find. Thank you. It's not like there was any kind of pressure on me. Like I was just here simply to do my best. Whereas your parents left so much behind coming here at the age that they did. They already had a life established in another country in their home. So when you were six years old, what did you want to be? I don't know. I think I told my grandma one time I wanted to be an astronaut, but that never See, happened, obviously. Like at the age of six, I knew I wanted to be an engineer. Like I was drawing flying cars. I wanted to make flying cars when I was a kid. because You wanted to work for Tesla? I, before <laughs> Tesla was even a thing, I wanted to work for Tesla. So you basically invented Tesla before it came out. That's it. <laughs> That's it. I'm the real Elon Musk, baby. I kind of had that ingrained in my head. Okay. So I think it's just like when you're an Indian, you have one of three options. Okay. What are they? You got to be a doctor, lawyer, or engineer. I didn't know lawyer was one of them. I thought it was doctor or engineer. No, I think that's it. Lawyer is probably also pretty common. It's pretty common. Yeah. And so I think they, I, I think they were just like, you got to be, you got to do one of the big three. And it, they never said it out loud because I've only seen those three. Like when I was growing up, I didn't see uh, a videographer. That's not something I would look at, right? I didn't see someone being 
a chef being successful. Well, you I couldn't be that. one of those anyway. <laughs> I just, yes, you could. You actually could. I, I could. Mean, I'm talking about you specifically, honey. I could not. Oh, because I can't cook? No. No. <laughs> that, that was never a possibility for you. <laughs> okay. Well, let me just, overall, I shut up. Okay. I can't cook everybody. We got that established. Okay. But I, I love that you dreamed big. Okay. Well. That's what you... I'm proud of you for that. That's what you we need to do in life. Okay. Um, interesting that you bring that up. I want to go back into, because we're going to talk about education a little bit more okay. later on, but I want to talk a little bit more about your family structure. You are the only boy in the family. You've got three older sisters. This may be a little bit of a controversial question if your sisters are listening, but who was the favorite child in your family? Oh, well, if my mom were to answer this question, she would be like, oh, all of you are my favorite children. They all say that. My and mom so says the same thing. I think I was my mom's favorite child. Why? Because she definitely loved on me the most. And my my youngest sister, so the one that's a little older than me, is my dad's favorite for sure. I just there's just dynamics that we kind of discovered while growing up, uh, and that's definitely true. I think my oldest sister was kind of like. A mom to all of us like she was just older so well she's um, 11 years older than you so she kind of was like a another mom to you yeah like she would she's the one who mainly said did you finish your homework what grade did you get she would remember that kind of stuff rather than my mom my mom wouldn't tell me like let me see your grades right now like she wouldn't care as much than my old my older sister would i would say the family dynamic slash who's the best i think i'm the best but you know it is what it is so with that in mind, between your parents, who wore the pants in the family? My mom, 100%. <laughs> She's the one who pays the bills. She's the one who kind of manages everything to make sure it goes smoothly. When we have family events, she's got it locked down in terms of who she's inviting, what she's making. My dad just sits there and watches TV. Well, women usually it. just have a better take on that. Like for me, especially, I mean, I'm just thinking in our relationship, it's much easier for me to plan things. Whereas him, on the other hand, maybe not so much. I'm very good at planning. I'm very plan oriented, task oriented. I write things down. I have a calendar. I schedule things. I know what I'm doing. So I can see that your mom also takes that on as well. And she's just head of the house. Yeah, she's definitely the head of the house. Like she's boss. Yeah, she, she's scary too. Very scary, everyone. She's very, very scary. Don't want to mess with Kalpanabin. She's scary. Okay, elaborate a little bit more on that. How was she scary? Like, she, you thought she maybe was scary when you were growing up. Do you still think she's scary? Like, are you afraid of her? Are you afraid of your parents? Not anymore. I'm but not afraid of them because I, we talk like normal adults now. Like, I help them out with things. They help me out with things. We um, we just have normal conversations. Whereas back in the day, we didn't have those normal conversations. We'd be like, what'd you do for school? What grade did you get? Are you passing your classes? Like, that's all we would talk about. And so I wouldn't have like that deeper connection of like, how are you feeling today? What'd you do today? Like, we didn't talk about that kind of stuff. But when we had, so throwback to when we had Alex at Curious Asian on the show, he talked a lot about how in Asian culture, you just, you don't talk about feelings. Yeah, you definitely don't talk about feelings. And now we talk about feelings a little more, not a much. I wouldn't say we talk about all the time, but like we talk about them a little more. Yeah. Well, I think it's, you know, just overall, you know, it's 2023. People are talking a lot more about mental health and 
more than surface level topics. So I think it's really good one that you've developed a better friendship with your parents. I think that just happens naturally as you get older. I tell my parents this a lot that our relationship is different now, but it's better because it's more like I'm friends with my parents. And I love that because, you know, I'm not dependent on them living under their roof anymore. It's like, yes, we are our own people now. We're married and we're living in our house and living our adult life together. But I still, you know, need my parents. I need their advice and their love and their relationship that I have with them. And that's really important, I think. It just develops as you get older. But I was not afraid of my parents when I was younger. So that was a little bit different for me. I mean, I was kind of afraid of my dad. This is a very... um, (laughs) This is a very popular meme nowadays, but the memes of like when you're asking your dad to help you with math at the table and you're just like, (laughs) and you're like crying. That was me. That was me because my biggest thing, my dad didn't make me feel stupid, but just the fear of me feeling stupid, that's the worst thing to me. And I still carry that with me in my adulthood today. So when your dad was being (laughs) strict to you, did that help you out in any way or did no. it just not help? <laughs> no, because I'm so sensitive or at least I was Did so you cry? Sensitive. Yes. You did? Like it would not take much for me. My dad would raise his voice at me and I would burst into tears because I'm This is this softie. is this is how I imagine this, okay? This is how I imagine it. Hallie, what's 2 plus 2? 5. <laughs> what? Hallie, <laughs> what is 2 plus 2? Okay, I wasn't stupid. Hey, you know, I don't know. You got, I mean, I'm not saying you were. Honey, you're digging yourself in a hole right now. You're better at math than I am, okay? Like, what is 7 times 2? Do you even know? 14. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You didn't say it first. I said it. What's 7 times 6? Do you know? I don't know this one. I'm going to wait for you to fit. No, I I know. 36? Honey. 47? 42? Yeah. 42? 7 times 6 is 42. But you didn't answer it. I knew it. I think it's all. I think it's safe to say that I did know it because I didn't have an immediate look of panic Listen, on my face. My mental math skills. I didn't go to Kumon. So yes, you did. I didn't go to Kumon. Didn't I went you to go Kumon like one time. I think for like a week. Okay, honestly, the logo on that place says it all. Like, do you see the face? It's like a straight face. It's like this, like that. Yeah. Like it's the logo says it all. Why would you go there? Is that like a thing that Indian parents send their kids there? You need. Because I to never Kumon. went. I never went. I had a so, tutor. Anybody who goes to Kumon is at least two or three grades ahead of you because they learned so much in a short period of time. I'm serious. I don't know. Those Kumon kids are like... Kumon kids? I'm serious. Those Kumon kids are definitely making like six figures right out of college. So you did go, right? Yeah, just for like a second. Not a second? long. Like I, I literally hated it. Did your parents force you to go? For like, like a second, like I said. like They forced me, but then I was like, I'm not doing this. But you didn't return? That's no. surprising. Like, usually, Dude. you know, like, if I didn't like something, my parents would be like, no, do it. Kumon was torture. Like, it is bad. Like, it is really bad. I don't, I don't know how kids can go through it, but I understand why they go through it. I understand the output that Kumon is producing. But it's just like tutoring, is it not? Dude. I don't understand why not. it's so traumatic. You sit in a room alone in silence <laughs> and you finish workbooks and the second you finish a workbook, you get a second workbook and you keep going and the speed matters. It's scary. It's like a military camp for math. Wow. I mean, you're a math minor and yet your quick math is terrible. Yeah, because I quit Kumon. If I would... <laughs> <laughs> so. Like, 
<laughs> you know when we play that game <laughs> that game um uh oh my gosh jackbox games like yeah. the uh, murder mystery one or murder or whatever mm-hmm. murder trivia yeah and they have like the quick math one and they oh. have it up on the screen so like every like if we're having a party and like everybody's watching <sighs> right. they have it up on the screen and it'll say like k2 like his name and he's got like two like in 30 seconds he's got like four math things right and then he'll get one wrong and it doesn't let him do it again for five seconds and he's just like sweating it's just embarrassing because everybody else is so good at it i don't know yeah i need to get better i think maybe if you went to kumon then yeah shut up it would have made a difference mr math minor okay (laughs) i can't okay (laughs) okay so going back to your parents a little bit so you said they were really strict you said you're more afraid of your mom. Talk a little about a little bit about this because you've talked to me a lot about it. Were you hit as a kid? I was definitely slapped a lot as a kid. Didn't enjoy it, but you know, I get their point. I think a lot of Indian kids get slapped. You do get their point? No, I don't get their point. But I think a lot of Indian kids get slapped. That's very sad to me. What is the purpose behind that? See, in India, the way to solve a problem is to hit the kid until they stop doing what they were doing. To me, that's the math is not mathing. I think that's what happened when they were kids. So they just expected to do the same thing when they had kids. So traditionally, like, you just think that's a generational thing. Definitely. And I uh, and like my sister's kids are never like they've never been hit. They've never like that stuff does not happen because generationally now it's not acceptable. Right. Back then, like that's what people did. I mean, people got hit in school. When, like, your parents were going to school. Oh, well, yeah. So, like, that was just a generational thing. And that, in America, it started to slow down. In India, it still happened. Like, if you do something wrong, that teacher will take a ruler and hit you on your knuckles real hard. Still. See, that, Well, maybe not still. I I haven't been to India. I mean, I've been to India, but I haven't been in the school system. I don't know about the school system now. If it's different, let me know. But that's still, to my knowledge, that still happens. To me, that doesn't make any sense. I mean, like, why can't you have a conversation about it if you tell somebody what they're doing wrong and then they feel guilty about it then to me that does so much more than hitting somebody go explain that to an indian person what would they like okay if i could talk to your mom like how old are you maybe like 15 years ago like okay what would she say what would she say now do you think about hitting she would do the same thing over again are you kidding me i don't think they feel bad about it (laughs) i right i don't think (laughs) I don't think they feel bad about hitting me. I think they were like, yep, that's what he deserved. I really do think Did that. both your parents hit you? Yeah. What, like what for? Give me an example. So once I, um, I, I put the, the hood or the trunk of a car down and I hit, like, I, while my dad was still in the trunk and I hit him in the back of the head. And then the next thing I know, I woke up the next day. No, I'm just kidding. But I, I got hit in the face. And so, and then the other time I had, I was complaining because my tooth was wiggling. My mom slapped me in the face and the tooth fell out. Everybody started laughing. They're like, ha, 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 ha. Even me, I was like, ha, 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 ha. But that was just like, that's just, yeah. Okay, and let's talk about this. How did that impact you growing up? How do you feel like that as a child impact you now in your adulthood? Fear, like I'm scared of my parents. That's exactly, like, I guess like overall, it, it taught me the way to solve my problems is to, Use violence, which is not Gandhi's way. Use peace and speaking to another. Yeah, and you can resolve your issues 
with words and dialogue. Yeah. So you feel like that did impact you though. Do you feel like that was trauma that you've carried with you? I think the biggest problem I've had with being hit as a kid was probably like emotional. Like I didn't know how to control my, like because they didn't know how to control their emotions. I didn't know how to control my emotions, whether it be anger, uh, happiness or uh, frustration. Like the first way to handle a bad situation is get angry, yell, hit, do something wrong that you're going to regret. You know what I mean? No, I was never hit as a child. Oh yeah, so Hallie was very well taken care of as a children as a child. I think I was like spanked maybe one time as a kid. She probably deserved it. But like, okay, let's be honest. I was a very good kid, and I would say I would venture to say that you were a very good kid too. It's just like there would be things that have like you didn't mean to hit your dad in the back of the head with that thing with the with the car trunk, right? Yeah. Like, you didn't mean to do that. Yeah, I did. You were definitely mean to, a very sure. good kid. Like all of you and your sisters were. I know that you were. I don't know. I, I mean, we we were definitely good kids, but um, I, I don't know. I think that when we were like punished, that was the first way of punishment. Like we didn't have any other form of punishment. You we weren't like, go to your room. To you. That never was said. It was more like, that's it. You're done. Good job. But do you feel like that would have been more, that would have had more of an impact on you as opposed to being hit and leaving you with some of that trauma? I think it would have taught me how to handle my anger better. It would have been able to like, so if they had instead said, go to your room, think about what you did. Yeah, and you're not allowed to come out till you're done. And like you have, you're apologizing to us. That would have given me time to understand my emotions, understand what I did wrong. And that I can't, I physically can't do that. See, like, you like know now. what's crazy. Yeah, you see, you, okay. Like right now, like me, I have to solve the problem right away. Like if something goes wrong, I have to do it right now. I can't, like my patience, my every, like everything definitely, like there's so many things that like, happened a domino effect happened in my life because i wasn't able to handle my emotions properly no it's so interesting that you say that because i guess i never thought about that because that was more a route that my parents took it's like okay hallie you did something wrong go to your room and think about it and go in time out and we're going to talk about it later that's how i handle my issues now yeah. And I'm patient and that has taught me patience and that has taught me to be alone and be okay with trying to figure my stuff out. And then I come out and talk about it. And that literally holds so true in our relationship today. Like we've talked about this so many times before. Isn't that nuts? About how we handle conflict. It goes to show how important the way you interact with your kids is. Like it's crazy how important it is. Yeah. Like we need to do a whole episode on like how our parents both like had an impact on I want to know like I want to have like one of my sisters on to see like how they ha do what they do differently with their kids yeah that would be I'm sorry I got <coughs> okay so I want to go back to you were talking about anger and controlling this and your patience and everything do you feel like you have anger issues I have anger issues 100% I don't like if something happens that doesn't go my way like, I planned on it going a certain way and it doesn't go that way and I just get angry for some reason. Do you feel like you were born with anger issues or this just stemmed I don't think over it your was, childhood? I don't think it was anger issues. I think it's patient issues. So you feel like you have patience issues? Like, I get angry when I run out of patience. Like, I have a very short fuse when it comes to 
my problems. Would you agree with that? Yes. Why? I don't know. You tell me. Do you feel like this is something that you noticed in your parents growing up and how they enforced things onto you as a child, like teaching you things? Growing up, I don't feel like what they were doing affected me. Like at the time being, like I thought everything they were doing was right. Right. So after I started to gain consciousness, as you always say. Yes. Um, after I started to gain consciousness, I realized like a lot of the things that happened while I was growing up were things that I wasn't in agreement with and I guess um, were unnecessary, didn't have to happen. Uh, there were times where I messed up and I deserved punishment, but I don't think I deserved the kind of punishment I got. And I don't think any of my siblings deserved that either. There was a lot of more physical violence. And I think a lot of kids go through that, like like my sisters and I, like when we fought, there's a lot more physical violence than normal like, conversations. And uh, when we got older, we started to have a lot more verbal arguments instead of physical. I think we started to mature in our own ways because we saw what was happening and we, we remembered what happened in our childhood. If I could go back and talk to my parents, that's a different question. Mm-hmm. I would go back and tell them like, be like, hey, you have problems you need to go to therapy and just talk about your problems how do you think that would go they would not go to therapy so they would not no i mean i like like i said earlier i don't think from what i've heard that that's a thing that is common in asian culture right yeah no i well i i think it's just taboo in a in a sense it's getting more recognized i i don't think like even therapy is like the solution i think it's just Talking about your emotions, I think therapy is one way that people are forced to talk about their emotions. Well, I will say one thing that I noticed coming into your family really quickly is that you guys, at least when I came in, I mean, I don't know growing up what it was like for you, but like you guys talk so openly about so many things. Like if you're pissed at each other, you'll say it. Like you get that out in the air. Like you say stuff, like you talk about it though. If I were to lose weight, my mom would be like, oh, you look too skinny. If I were to gain weight, my mom would be like, oh, dang, you look kind of fat. Like that stuff is very openly said. Like any kind of, uh, anything that would you, like Americans would think is not okay to say. Huh. I, dude, Indian people love to just say whatever's top of mind. I've had a lot of comments made about me, my appearance, like things that are very, things that don't necessarily need to be aired into the open. But that's just normal. Like that's just, and that's not okay. Okay. I'm not saying that's okay, but that's just like normal. Normal to you. To to a lot of Indian people. I think it's just normal to say whatever is top of mind. Oh my gosh. See, and that's my issue because like I can see how that, and that's been something that we've talked about on this podcast many times to each other because I can't stand it is when you just say whatever you want without thinking. Yeah, that's a problem. And I, I think about everything, maybe even a little too much before I say it sometimes. Yeah. And so I feel like that definitely has played a role in your adulthood and your relationships today. But yeah, like I said, I mean, that was one of the very first things that I noticed is like, you guys are so open about everything. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I literally could not handle this level of honesty from my family. Like some things are left better off unsaid, right? I would, I honestly would have to disagree with a lot of that. Not all of them, but like some things, yeah. Like you don't need to air out every little thing that you have to say. I I get it. But to a certain degree, like 
I don't know. I I like when they are very honest and just give it to me straight. That's how I've always yeah. been. And so like that's a it's a good and bad thing, I think. Yeah. And I mean, there's but like with your family, sometimes your family's nice. Sometimes I would <laughs> say a little too nice. And mm-hmm. I think that I, I think that is kind of where you're coming from is when you go into my family, you see, dang, they're allowed to say mean things to each other. You guys are unfiltered and for real. It's just different. It's just it's just a different dynamic. And when I went into Hallie's family, they were complimenting the way I look. I was like, I've never got a compliment like this from <laughs> a family member. And so like, I, I now it's different. I feel like now we're a lot more like open and 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 talk about things. But like back when I was in high school, that's not what happened. Yeah, um, and I I can second that. Um, my family definitely. I don't know. Like, there's not a lot that we would really have to say to each other. Sometimes I feel like things maybe in your family get over dramatized. If that's oh, a dude. word. Like, if Indian people are one thing, they're dramatic. See, and you're dramatic. I'm so dramatic. Hmm. I would know. I'm allowed to say that because I you would are. know. Yes. So do you feel like you got that from like you know growing up or how would you say that you became dramatic well the littlest things would be a big deal that's what i I would describe being dramatic is like making a big deal out of a little thing would you do that is that right yes and so the littlest things that happened like i would get a b that's a big deal and so like that over time when you see those little things that don't matter in the long term like oh yeah b do better next time instead i got a b you're going to like maybe go to the hospital after this. No, (laughs) No, like, see, it's so interesting again that you say that because that's another thing I say to you all the time. I'm like, why is this such a big deal? Like, yeah. uh, An example, my, like my, I didn't do something right for photos. Like we've been home for an hour after a photo shoot and I haven't put my photos on my hard drive yet. You didn't put the hard drive on or the photos on the hard drive, Hallie. Oh my gosh, we could lose everything. Oh my god, and we like, could. So Katie Patel, we could. Shut up. Listen. Be quiet. It's fine. It's not a big deal. I will do it. I've just been busy. Sorry, I've been cooking dinner for you. Sorry, I've been doing X, Y, and Z. I'm a little tired. Can you give me like five minutes? Listen. If you don't export the footage, we might lose it. But, like, just in general, that's the kind of drama that I'm talking about. And I, like, cannot fathom why some things are made into a big deal. Like, that, for example, I mean, many other things as well. But, like, that doesn't need to be made into a big situation. That's worth having some kind of argument about. But then I see that, like, some family functions where, like, somebody will say something and then people get, like, pissed off about it. And I'm like, what? What? Yeah. So everybody, let's 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 take a step back and reflect and let's just have a nice little conversation. <laughs> yeah. So I mean it's just yeah. I I I get your point. Like we are very dramatic and all that. But like, you know, it's just it's just a lot of of, of things that need to be reverse engineered a little bit and it's gonna take time. Yeah, but I think, you know, as you're older now, you have a much closer relationship with your parents. That's another question I have. So how has your relationship with your parents changed over time? Now it's much better. After we got married, after I moved out. See, the thing is, I think living with your parents, like in India, you typically live with your parents after you get married. The guy in an Amer- in an Indian family is pretty much the parents' retirement plan, right? So like the guy will, the, the parents will stay with the guy. 
And that's why it's so important to have a boy in an Indian family. And me moving out was a big deal. And like my parents expected to live with me for the rest of my life. And I kind of wanted a different direction. That conversation was very difficult. But once I moved out, they missed me. I missed them. That didn't happen before. It was very much so, hey, where are you going? Why aren't you home yet? Now it's like, hey, how are you doing? What'd you do today? How are you? It's completely different dynamic. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I think I think we as humans are meant to be on our own for a little bit, to be able to miss one another, to be able to go back home to your family sometimes. Like sometimes you just need that alone time to be able to figure out your own life. And I never got an opportunity to do that until I got married. So with that, you said you never got an opportunity to do that until you were married. Do you feel like your parents were controlling? Were you allowed to go out and do things? Were you allowed to go on trips (laughs) Um, and get an opportunity to miss them? When I was in high school, I lied about everywhere I went because I couldn't tell them. If I told them, they'd be like, why are you going there? What are you doing? Where are you going? Why are you going? And they'd want like, who are you going with? So like, it just wouldn't work out. Like even back then, like in high school, I went to King's, I wanted to go to a roller coaster theme park. It's called King's Island. In Ohio. And I told my parents I was going to a track meet. Dumbest thing ever. Like what, what, just tell them. But I was afraid that they would say no, which they would have said no. Which did you like want to have that conversation with them to tell them? I did not. I'm scared of my parents. Same thing. Like I was scared of my parents and didn't want to hear their reaction. Didn't want to deal with all that so i told them that i was going to a track meet went to went to um king's island had fun came back they didn't know anything two weeks later my sister accidentally said something to my parents they find out they cried they were mad at me and it was big deal over a small little thing in my mind it was small but it was a big deal you i don't think that i i mean i i think more so that i would feel hurt if i were like your mom in the yeah. situation i would just feel hurt that you didn't tell me my mom was very hurt and i felt so bad and that's not the first time. like i every time i went to your house i would lie like i'm going to a friend's house and wouldn't tell them and and so it's just a fear thing it's just so annoying that i didn't tell them and i was so scared of my parents it's just hard to talk to them about a certain situation that is going to be uncomfortable. Yeah, just like hard to have that initial conversation because then it just leads probably to like a ton of other questions that exactly. you don't want to answer. Because if yeah. you say, oh, I'm going to a girl's house. Is she your girlfriend? Eh. How do you have that conversation? Is she white? Eh. She's white, mom. And then that's yep. going to be bad. Oh, yeah. See, well, that just would have opened up a world of questions. So I can see how that would have been very hard. I mean, well, I, I, I can't understand that. I never went through that like i i had the complete opposite experience or you, in my did childhood. your parents want you to go out yeah they wanted you to I go mean, have fun they, yeah they didn't want me to like go out every single night like you know they wanted me to care about school they wanted me to care about sports they wanted me to spend time with family but they wanted me to be with my friends and go to events and go live your life and get these good experiences that are going to help you be a better person i don't know if this happens to everybody but if you're indian it would be the worst thing for you not to be home and a family member comes to visit. That is like, oh my God. What are they going to say? Where do I tell them my son has gone? Are they hanging out with friends instead of seeing family? Like that was a big deal. And family members would come to our house like every freaking day. And so like whenever I told my parents, hey, I'm going out. They said, oh, somebody's coming over. You better be home by this time. And I wasn't home by that time. 
gone. I'm dead. I'm going to die. Yeah. So, so it was. So a lot of it we would say is like an image thing. It would look really bad. If yeah. You exactly. There. Yeah. Very much so. A lot of Indian culture is all about image. So what is? Why is that important? Uh, I mean, I, I understand. Imagine your son goes to engineering engineering school and becomes a tattoo artist. That, that image would be bad. And so. I think that is kind of like they want they want to be proud of your their kid and they're like, "Oh, I get to tell everybody that he's an engineer. He's a doctor." So, it's just different. it's just like that's like an image thing. Like they were they succeeded. They came to America. They ha- they have a kid who who became what they wanted them to become. Had this plan, it worked out. I'm just telling you right now that that kid is probably miserable right now. Or not. Some people want to do it. Mm-hmm. I think I, I I think there are a lot of people who come to America to become a doctor, and they love it. But I had different plans. Well, I just don't think everybody's you know cut out for med school or to be an engineer or whatever it may be. I mean, like your oldest sister is an engineer. Yes, she was. Yeah, she didn't want to be at first, but we're gonna say that for another episode because there's a lot there, and I think that would be really really cool for people to hear about. Yes, and I, I really want to know what you guys do as professions. If you're going to college to be an engineer or a doctor, or you're in med school, I want to know. Leave a comment down in the description. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're just listening, um, I think on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, that you, you should have a Q&A option. If you don't, go to the YouTube video and, and just comment real quick about what you're doing as your occupation or what you're working towards, because I think that is what we're going to use to be able to talk about what a lot of our viewers are, are doing, and we'll, we'll try and tailor it towards that, so... Yeah. And like I said, I really want to talk about this in another episode because there's a lot there and I think we could dive really deep into that. But with that, we're going to move on to everybody's favorite part of the podcast episode, which is questions Questions of the the week. week. Question number one. Hallie, what is the biggest cultural surprise that you faced while dating an Indian man? I'm also an Indian guy in an interracial relationship and I wonder what's going to surprise my girlfriend the most. Ooh, that's a great question. Hallie, what surprised you about me and my culture. I mean, a lot of things. So it's kind of hard for me to pick one, to be honest with you. There's a lot that is very different from my culture and a lot of just overall major differences. Number one, family size is much larger. My family's teeny tiny. They're not a lot of us. Number two, the fact that you guys, which I love, but you guys have so many dinners where you get together. Yeah, like, we have a lot. Like my, my family only got together on holidays. And like, that would be it. But like you guys just overall how connected family is in your culture. Like it's family is placed above everything else. Yeah. But also like, you got to think like I have three sisters, right? So they all have their families. Mm -hmm. So my mom wants to invite us over for dinner just for a normal dinner. It's, it's going to be my sisters plus their kids plus their husbands. That's already 14 people guys. That's like 14 people. And that's just. It's a lot, and um, and then and then some of our, some of my um, sisters are living with their husbands, like parents, and so mm-hmm. those people are included in that, and that just adds on to the amount of people. So yeah, it gets big pretty fast. Yeah, so that's another one because, like I said, my family just like we don't usually get together that often. I mean, like my immediate family, yes, but like grandparents, like aunts, uncles, that kind of thing, we don't get together super often. So I think just overall the family size and the family dynamics of getting together and placing family first. And then what we were talking about earlier is that, which I don't know if this, is, this isn't like necessarily a cultural thing, just an overall your family thing. It's just 
you guys openly put things out there and say exactly what you're feeling, whereas my family does not do that. <laughs> We're yeah. very quiet in a lot of ways about certain things, and we just don't necessarily air out every single thing. And I enjoy how quiet her family is. <laughs> I kind of enjoy that. It's kind of nice to be able to sit down and just relax for a second. Because, like, when, like, for example, Thanksgiving this year was so quiet at your house. We just watched a few YouTube videos. I edited for a long time. You know, we chatted here You and did there. edit your video for, like, two hours in peace and quiet. Yeah, and it was great. And so, um, and then we went over to my parents' house, and it was screaming kids. <laughs> It was a uh, very loud TV out in the background with some action movie that just had gunshots the whole time. Yeah, I know. I was sitting on the ground and I'm like, can we maybe turn this down? Yeah. Like, like all the uncles were on the couch and they're like just <clears throat> drawn to the movie. I mean, my watch was giving me like the loud environment <laughs> the noise message. alert. <laughs> and so it, it was just different. It's just different. So I get it. That's a big culture shock. So would you say those are the top three then? Yes. Okay, absolutely. All right. Next question. Hi, guys. Do you share your password for each other's phones? What is your opinion on this? Should it be a private space or can you use your partner's phone anytime you want? I got my face on her face ID. She's got my face I- on my- her face on my face ID. I Yeah, what? I mean, we're, we're married though. So like, yeah, I was going to say it makes a difference on what stage you are in your relationship. Like, obviously, we're married and like we, I mean, not that we have anything to hide from each other, but like we literally like use each other's phones for different reasons like whether it be for this podcast looking at things on social media like whatever it is i don't care if you look at my phone but even when we were in high school like yeah you knew my password yeah we had each other's thumbprints back when that was a thing we also had find my oh yeah we've been sharing each other's location for years for a long time because snapchat came out with it and we 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 first chatted we started first started talking on snapchat oh and uh, Snapchat had locations, and that's how it kind of just started from there. Yeah. So honestly, my opinion is it depends on what stage you are in your relationship. If that's something that you guys have talked about and be like, yeah, like, let's share each other's face in our phones. You can get in my phone anytime you want, babe. I don't really care. Um, it just depends. Like, you can just maybe you guys have that conversation. You know, if the other person's not open to it, that's not necessarily like they're hiding something from you or they're cheating on you or whatever. Just maybe... They're not there yet to be like, oh, I want you to like see all the pictures on my camera roll or like all the messages I have. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It depends. Just like, just communicate that. I don't think you should hide anything, so. Yeah, we don't hide anything. <laughs> but it's also shouldn't be like, oh, let me see your phone. I need to look at everything right now. Yeah, like for us, it's not a, it was never a trust thing. I wasn't like, give me your phone and let me see every single message that you have. Like, I never cared because we just had enough faith in each other that we would never do that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next question. This one's more just like a fun question for me. I'm following both of your Strava accounts, and I'm really curious how both of you are so fast running at that pace and distance. I think it's really fast. Thank you very much. So the question is, how do you guys stay fit, and what's your workout routine? Maybe creating a Fitness Chai account would be interesting. Would you guys be interested in that? I don't know. I I feel like we do a lot of that on our personal page, so make sure you follow us at K2V Patel and at Hallie G. G. Patel. (laughs) Not not Martin anymore, son. (laughs) Uh, But we were both track runners and cross-country runners. And so we just continued to run after college and uh, after high school. That's why we we run a lot. But I wouldn't say we're like the fastest. Like we're, we're, right now we're working towards a bigger goal and we're trying to get faster and faster every day. But 
Um, goal isn't about speed, I don't think. Um, it's all about just consistency. Yeah. Um, for me, first off, follow us on Strava if you haven't. I think it's just our names. You should be able to find us pretty easily. And we post like our workouts on our Instagram semi-frequently. But my answer to that question is my overall goal is just I really want to get stronger and faster and become better at running. Like he said, we both ran in high school and I played other sports as well. We stay fit. You know, we, we really try to. It's really hard. It's really hard to really get in that routine, but it's just something that you have to make time for and prioritize. Like, yeah, I have a full eight hour workday ahead of me, but like this is when my workout is going to be, whether it be getting up early, doing it after work, doing it during your lunch, whatever. Um, it's just really something that we prioritize. And we, like he said, we have bigger goals coming. There's maybe a few videos in the works about that because um, we have our goal of running the New York City Marathon eventually. And we have to do a lot of prep to get there because it is not easy to qualify. And so, yeah, it's something that I've really grown to love over time. And it's just become part of my routine. And I'm not trying to push myself every day to kill myself running. I just want to become stronger and faster and make it something that I enjoy and look forward to doing. And I think that's the biggest thing is that you have to make it enjoyable for yourself that you want to continue doing it. Yeah. Running is not fun. Nobody loves to run. Yeah, but it hurts. It's hard. It's, it's probably one of the best ways to... It's probably the most like engaging uh, sport like with others, like it, it's so, it has such a good community. Running is one of the easiest sports to get into. You don't need you don't, any equipment. You just need shoes. You just need shoes. That's all you need. And good uh, shoes. And and you'll find a good community in in minutes. Everybody, every, there's everybody. You'll find people that run all around you. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that was my last question. But I just want to say thank you, everyone, for tuning into this week's episode. This was a blast to talk about. I think there's a lot more that we can break up even more and have episodes on that if you guys think that would be helpful. So, K2, what are your thoughts? Facts. I agree. I'm so excited for the future of Half Past Child. We are finally at the stage of professional equipment. I know! So excited. Overall, I hope this episode helped you in some way or related to you just want to make sure you a reminder our website is www.halfpastjaw.com for you to submit your questions and stories we are going to be making an episode based on solely on a question um, and so that could be yours so make sure you submit make sure you subscribe make sure you like and comment do all the things from social media follow us on instagram and tiktok uh, it means a lot to us because we are going to have to find a way to pay for all this equipment. <laughs> so um, yeah. I just want you to thank you for watching. And as always, we'll see you next Monday on Half Past Jive.